Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And I'm thrilled today because Andrew Rannells, my guest, is not only in Black Monday on Showtime. You saw him in Book of Mormon, Girls, we were just talking about falsettos. You're a hero of mine, Andrew. Come on now. You are. Come on. I'm thrilled to have you I'm here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So look, it'll never get better than this. No, I think this is it. There's nothing left. This is my final this interview. This is it. This is it. I'm retiring this it. after this. Well, let's start with what's the newest. Black Monday on Showtime. So it's just you again, even though it's set, I'm sure, before you even drew breath. No, no. It's, uh, I mean, I was, I was uh, a kid at the time. 1987? 1987. Mm-hmm. Uh, was not really aware of the stock market crash of 1987 when I was, was that age. So, um, so it was very interesting to sort of learn about all of that and what repercussions that had. But this story is a, uh, it's Don Cheadle and Regina Hall and I. Um, and we are this sort of ragtag group of traders who work for a, a lower uh, financial firm on Wall Street, and they're really trying to make a name for themselves. Um, and it sounds so professional as you describe it. Well, I mean, even though you said ragtag, ragtag, these people are basically insane. They're pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. they really are. They don't know. They don't know what boundaries are. I think that you know, at this time. In this world in particular, in the financial world of the 80s in New York, there was a lot of excess and a lot of celebration of excess, and I think we really leaned into that um, quite a bit with this show. It's very strange because your character, Blair, is, uh, excuse the expression, the straightest of the characters on this show. Which is really fun to get to do. I mean, I really haven't gotten to do that since the Book of Mormon, really. That was the last time I sort of got to play that uptight guy. and it's fun. I enjoy doing that. Yeah. I enjoy. I mean, Don's character is is larger than life, and is really um, does some crazy, crazy things. Um, and I, it was. It's. I really enjoy getting to be this the straight guy who has to just be there to like witness all of this insanity. I get to do some crazy stuff later, but um, we do a good job of sort of topping ourselves with every episode to see how how far we can get. Because the other thing, so we're leading up to the stock market crash, but it really is about this group of people and how their sort of individual petty, greedy actions have these larger this larger effect on the the world of finance. Um, and it's but it's about this human interaction that gets very messy between these people. Well, you sort of discovering things about yourself, your character, aren't you? Especially cocaine. There's Especially like a major, cocaine, yeah. It's a, it, it had a major effect on him. Yeah, he it? really takes to it very yeah. easily. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, come Ooh. on. You know, we've all... Come oh, on. We've all been there. Oh. Well, you know, it's funny. I got to sort of be the... Um, I mean, Don, by far, would be the expert because of his role in Boogie Nights. Right. I mean, I think he really, mm-hmm. obviously, did a lot of fake cocaine. But I, too, have done a lot of fake cocaine because um, we did it... I did it often on Girls, so... Girls Head. So what is the fake cocaine? It's vitamin B powder. Oh, that's so hard to believe. It sounds so healthy. I know. But if we did as much cocaine as we actually do, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. I would have had a heart attack. But I thought actors did everything for their art. Um, no. I come on. <laughs> You've worked with so many people, even Robert De Niro. I did work with Robert you De Niro. did in the I intern. Did. And I'm I sure did. that had he been playing this part, there would I mean, have been yes, some I mean, yes, he probably, scene. he would have doubled down. Yeah, mm-hmm. he would have. I let you down, Mr. De Niro. <laughs> Bob. Bob, was that what him. he wanted? Uh, he wanted to be called Bob. Uh, I called him Mr. De Niro. I think a wise... Personal choice, right? I just Maybe. I didn't really know how to behave with him, and we worked together. We didn't have like a ton of scenes together, but we were often on set together. Mm-hmm. And I just never knew how to behave because Nancy Myers, the director, told me she was like, you know, he doesn't like to talk about his 
career. So don't start asking him questions about like raging bull. Like don't, that's not cool. So then you'd find yourself like next to Robert De Niro just trying to make small talk. And I just out of like panic would just start cursing a lot. I'd be like, oh, hot out there, huh? Of oh, course you will. And scorcher, huh? What the is that? This air conditioning? Mm-hmm. Like I turned into like a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I, that was the, the only way I could. And I'm sure that just endeared you. To I'm sure it did. So well. How he was did... like, what's that Cupid doll looking guy just like cursing his face Based off? off. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he loved it. Before you had done Black Monday, yeah, Don Cheadle, Regina Hall, did you know these people? No, I met Don when he came to see the Book of Mormon, but um, was just a huge admirer of his, but mm-hmm. certainly, but never worked with him. And Regina, the same. Like we, um, I've been a fan of hers for a very long time, but we never crossed paths before. So you know, pilots are are weird because you you get dropped into this group of people that you have to. You, you have to bond and create this thing with very quickly and then see what happens. And you're sort of still figuring out, like, who are these characters and That's what is right. the story and what are we doing? And in a way that you don't even really experience in theater, although sometimes you get those jobs that are, you know, just a couple weeks long or whatever and you sort of have to, you come together very quickly. But the stakes are a little lower. When you're doing a television show like this, you really have to just double down and hope that you're making the right choices. But luckily... The three of us, and Paul Shear and Horatio Sands, and um, uh, a, a, you know, a great supporting cast that that really just jumped in all together. But when you're hanging out, mm-hmm. it's interesting to me. I ask people about this sometimes because it's not like De Niro and talking about Raging Bull. But you wouldn't go up to somebody you don't really know, yeah, like Don Cheadle, and say, oh, "Loved you in Boogie Nights." No, no. No, and and it you took to try me, to keep it professional. It then? took me a while to like feel it out and be like, is he going to be? Because as you said, a lot of actors don't like they don't like to talk about their mm-hmm. their past work. But then we got to a point. I knew that I had him when I was able to ask him about the Golden Girls spinoff, The Golden Palace, in which Don was in. Don was in that spinoff, and. I was well, like, of course, okay. you I was have like, to bring that up. I was like, we're in good shape because he was very freely talking about all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a bad way, just like talking about the experience. And um, So I was like, oh, I think I got in there. I think I got it. Yeah. So it was good. Wow. Golden so that Palace. Was it. it was just the way it was the to Golden just, Palace the was golden the way in. The Golden Palace was the way in. That, it wasn't Hotel Rwanda. No, that would be too obvious. That's too on the nose. Really? It you would gotta go deep. so wrong for you gotta that go to happen. Deep. And once that subject's broached, it's just... You only oh, got one shot. You only got one shot at that. We're family now. We're just going to work this out <laughs> for the rest of our time. Exactly. How are you uh, being critical of you when you watch yourself in Black Monday? What, uh, do you, what do you say to yourself? I'm very critical. This is my first time as a uh, as a producer on a television show, so I was receiving the dailies. You know, every you know, would get this the footage of what we oh, worked so on that day. Oh, so you could have been tremendously diva like. Well, I mean, I think that I just you know the narcissist in in me sort of kicked up, and when you're looking at yourself from every possible angle, and you're like, well, that one's okay, and that one's terrible, and. Mm-hmm. That one's not great either, but that one's okay. Like, and you're watching your weight fluctuate within the course of a day because of where the camera is set up, and it's, it sort of drives you nuts a little bit. So I had to train myself just to not, you know, to focus on what we were supposed to be focusing on, which is, like, storytelling and acting and, um, and to sort of trust that all the rest of it was going to be But as the producer, fine. what surprised you about you in Black Monday? Um... You know, it was nice to 
And I've gotten to do it a few times on film, but this is really the first time because it's, you know, you're getting to play out uh, a, a longer segment of a character's mm-hmm. life when you do a series like this. Um, where I felt like I was a man. I felt like I got to be a grown man, you know, on Girls, um, which I loved doing, but, you know, Elijah, the character I played, was often sort of the messiest, drunkest, highest, sloppiest person in the room. Not that we didn't love him for it. No, it was, and that was really fun to do, but he was sort of, at times, the most lost, which in that group of characters is really saying something. But with this, I feel like, even though Blair is sort of naive and he's sort of, he's very green, um... I felt like I was like, oh, like uh, I'm playing a, I'm playing a man, and I think maybe, and then like on a more personal level, like I s- looked like my dad in a lot of these clothes. It reminded me of like my father. My father was a businessman in the '80s, so like mm-hmm. I would look at myself in some of these suits with the glasses and the hair, and I was like, oh, I look like my dad right now in the '80s. But it was that's a, it's a tricky, it's a tricky look to pull off. I'm not gonna lie. These, some of these costumes in, in Black Monday. I think I, I got used to myself in them, and then I would see myself in the mirror and be like, "What the hell is this? Who, who is this? Who are you? Who and is what this? Are you, what are you, where or worse, I? I would like I'd try to be cute with somebody. I'd try to like flirt or something, and then be like, mm-hmm. "You look like a <laughs> like you can't. What are you can't be flirting with these people? Just go go no, away. That's just not in. It's not happening who right now. No, to do no. Any of this. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Well, so yeah. now that you're a producer and you've done this, is this the next step directing and the next step total control of not only your <laughs> world own domination yeah and but everyone else's um i lo- i really power in, is I, a real aphrodisiac it sure is kid yeah. i um i enjoy the producing yeah. i really i enjoy this aspect of it and um yeah no i would i i hope to get to continue to do to do more of that directing i don't know it's not that's not a um that's not as is a uh, forefront in my mind is the I, I really like sort of the the production side of it the producing side of it but in in addition to your new movement towards world domination <laughs> you've also written a, a memoir book of essays i have a book of essays yes what prompted this i had written a, a, a couple essays for a friend of mine named bill clegg um, who's a great writer himself and he uh said you know what, I think you should, let's submit one to Modern Love and the Times and mm-hmm. see what they think. So I thought, I was like, well, that's gonna that's quite a long shot, but uh, he sent it to Dan Jones, the editor over there, and very quickly we got a response that they would like to publish it. Um, and then it was published a couple weeks later, and, and at the time it came out, I had, you know, this sort of armful of other essays that I had written about of course you that had. time. Of course you had an well, armful of essays. We all do. I was working on these sort of as, you know, as a, a little side project, and I was able to write a lot of it. I was working on a movie called A Simple Favor that Paul Feig directed, mm-hmm. and we shot it in Toronto. And I would often have a day off or two days off in the mm-hmm. middle of filming. So, And I didn't know anybody in Toronto, so it was very easy to sort of, you know, Lock myself in my hotel room and like make myself. Thank work goodness, on this. had you had friends in Toronto. It, who knows? There'd be nothing there. I don't know any Canadians. We would know. We wouldn't know what to do. No. You need to go to more places where, where there are no people. Yes. Next up, Shreveport. I'm going. Yes, so they film just, things down there. It's just it, it's just kind of remarkable your trajectory to me. This like kid from Omaha, <clears throat> Nebraska. That's right? right. Coming from Omaha, Nebraska. And now doing all this. You, you're a theater kid. You had to have been. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was a theater kid. And how is that in Omaha, Nebraska? Right? I found my group really quickly, I got to say. I found this group of other kids 
<clears throat> who wanted to do theater, who mm -hmm. appreciated, you know, who all watched Into the Woods on a Loop from PBS. And, um, and I found these other kids. So I never really, I'm very fortunate that I, I didn't ever feel too outsidery about being interested in, in theater. I mean, it, it, when it came time for colleges and I had to explain to mm -hmm. like my priest uh, college uh, advisor that I was gonna go study acting in New York, I think they didn't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. I think they were very confused. Um, they're like, oh, we can't help you. Uh, so that was very much, I was on my own sort of figuring that out. But most, for the most part, like I gotta say, I was pretty, I felt like I found my, my people. How do you make that step then out of Omaha into New York. New York College. I went to Marymount Manhattan on the Upper East Side here, uh -huh. and that was seemed like sort of the safest way to come to the city because I knew I wasn't going to come and just like find an apartment and start auditioning. So college felt like that was going to be a smoother entry, and it was. Um, and I went there for two years and then got a job and started working. And I decided that I was going to see how long I could kind of keep that going without that going back easy. to school. That seems very easy. Wait a minute. So you just thought, I'll get a job, and you do? Well, no. And that's, part of, that's a lot of why I wrote this book, too. Mm -hmm. These essays are about these, the first seven years that I lived in New York, ending with my first Broadway show in 2000 and f end of 2004, which was Hairspray, um, <clears throat> which was still years away from the Book of Mormon. But, you know, all of those little wins and all of those things that happen sort of earlier, early in your career before you have larger success. That's mm -hmm. all what keeps you on the path, right? Like, if I, I found there was a real need to sort of celebrate those, those wins. And also because there's a lot of, you know, our Broadway fan base is like, is a lot of them are very young and very, um, very loyal. But, you know, they'll ask at the stage door, like, if there's, like, what's the shortcut or what's the secret? Yeah. Or, and there isn't a secret and there isn't a mm -hmm. shortcut. Like, you just have to do the work. So writing about the first job that I really, I mean, I did a season of summer stock that was very informative in the, in the Berkshires, um, w which I talk about in the book, and then um, getting my equity card at the Westchester Broadway Dinner Theater. I've been to the You West have? I have. Brownie Sundays. Oh, I used to take oh. my parents there, and my father would really? protect the, his dinner yeah. from somebody else stealing it. That's hilarious. And what did you do there? Grease, the musical. Of course you did. Yes, I did. Grease, Playing the which role? Playing the pivotal role of duty. Oh, yes. Sure. Well, it definitely Saves is. the show. Right, of course. Um, not really. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I played duty, but that's how I got my equity card. And that was, you know, I had friends who were working on Broadway at that time. What's Broadway compared to the Westchester? Westchester, Broadway. Theater, Broadway yes. Center Theater. Which is yeah. a very confusing name because mm -hmm. how can it be a Broadway theater? When it's not on. also have dinner and mm -hmm. be in Westchester. It's yeah, all very no, it's confusing. Tough. That would be massive confusion in your life when that's going on. Yeah, it but was the confusing. Way, the way you say that when you, you know, you're coming up and you're, you were a replacement in Hairspray? Yes, I was a replacement in so Hairspray. So you came in and do that, but when... We know when you do the Book of Mormon, uh -huh. it's not like, well, isn't that great that he got this show? It's a Book of Mormon. Yeah. Still running and probably yeah. will well, long time yes. the time past when we're gone. Yeah. It will always be there. And you're not only in it, you're amazing in it. Thank you. Tony nomination. That's yeah. People at your feet saying, <laughs> Andrew, please, just pretend you're my friend. <sighs> just do something. What happens to that head of yours? Well, the good thing for me was that I was 32 mm -hmm. and not 22. Mm -hmm. So I, a lot of those people who were saying, Andrew, please be my friend, mm -hmm. I had met before mm -hmm. and they just didn't remember me. Um, 
So and then all of a sudden they they were meeting me again. Mm-hmm. It's like the kid from the Book of Mormon. I was like, but I met you. And you don't, you don't you have don't any recollection, which I, is fine, but it was just like a very... No, it's not. I like a little vindictiveness. In it was just, it was, uh, I, I, it was very grounding, the, I will I, say Grounding. That. So mature. Yes. Because like every directors, casting directors, other actors, like all of a sudden I was this new person that they assumed had just like dropped from the sky. Yeah. And I was like, no, I've been here. I've been at the Westchester Broadway. I was at the Westchester yeah. Broadway. And I had done two Broadway shows at that point, but like... It didn't really register for anybody that I was around until that show happened. So I was able to sort of like, you know, not be overly affected. And then when I went out to Los Angeles, it was sort of the same thing that I was like, I felt I felt pretty secure in who I was and my friends were my friends and have been for a very long time. And, um, you know, you get caught up in a, in a, a little bit at first. Um, but then there's always something that sort of brings you back. You're like, oh, yeah, this isn't. It is real life, but it's not something that, you know. It's real. I mean, your life is, I, I, I haven't even begun your life. You know, <laughs> you have to promise me at least six more shows. Yes, absolutely. But the back. fact is that even when you follow that up, even when you're doing something like five weeks on, in a part somebody else created, yeah. like Hamilton, mm-hmm. where you're King George. Yeah. It's Hamilton. It's Hamilton. And you were there when Obama came. I sure was. I sure was. That was so really. That was really exciting. The two of you now. That was. We're so close. Yeah. Um, it was crazy yeah. because his daughter, do- uh, 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 Malia, had been a, an intern on Girls the oh, summer right. before. So, you know, here I am, like the new guy in the mm-hmm. cast. Mm-hmm. That not even because you're also very isolated in that show. Like I wasn't on stage with anyone. I was only That's on right. stage the king alone. Doesn't have- so I didn't really interact with a ton of people. Um, and everyone's going down the line meeting President Obama, and he stopped with me and was like, oh, you worked with my daughter, and we had a chat, and I could see the rest of the cast being like, what the f*** is this? <laughs> like, why is the temp talking to the president? The temp. Like, why is he sucking up all of our time here? And I was just, like, chatting, and, yeah, it was yeah. a good way to make friends. It's great, so. Real good way to make friends. There was no big party thrown after your uh, last Probably after I left, left yeah. <laughs> Everybody was happy to do that. But look, all of the things that you're doing, which are great, and that you have that, and to do on um, the Broadway revival of Falsettos, Falsettos. I was telling you what a fan I am of that show and what you did in it. Thank you. I love that What everybody is doing in it. And then you just did The Boys in the Band. Yes. Yes, With all these guys. You couldn't, in these shows where people must call and say, how can you get me a ticket to this? It's been very fun to get to be a part of things that, um, people are excited about and that people want to see. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've been very, very fortunate. Very fortunate. This is the first time you're on this show. I know. So you do not know that we end in song. Oh, sh- Yeah. <laughs> I was really starting to like you. I know. Andrew Rannells, though. I was How really could you thinking, not like, oh, we're going to be friends. Song is, is so perfect. I'm not ready to do this. this no, it's just the tiniest Please. little bit of. No, don't plead. Please. It's not becoming. No. I have okay. too much at stake. Really? Is that what in the world now is at stake? Everything. What will people say? What if I sound bad and part of my livelihood is to be How a could you singer sound on bad Broadway? If it came from and then they're heart. like, "Did you hear Rannells? He sounds like These trash are the can fire." I, you know, there's so much. No. What if it, if it goes badly, I'll never work again. What if it's just two sentences? Now we're really getting. Now you're getting. Now we're. What are we down to a word at some point? I've reduced it to two sentences. Two sentences from. All right. Okay. Hello, 
My name is Elder Price, and I would like to share with you the most amazing book. Love it! <laughs> Love it! I never expected you it. You This was just the You period. and your charm. Where are all those people I want just to fire? Just charming me Who left and right. got me on that show? I'm was, taking this popcorn. Was that really so hard? No. No, it really wasn't. Admit it. No, I was just scared. Just a little, a little terrified. I was just scared. A pleasure. Even Such though it was pleasure. torture at the end. No, it's going to be fine. It really will? And the yeah. next time you're just going to come prep? Just cut that together so it looks like I just like do it right away. <laughs> no, I think the torture you shows like your humanity. I'm a, I am a human. Because we had moved towards you being world dominator of everything. I'm still just a simple guy. No. <laughs> no. I don't <laughs>